Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Are you tired of investing your time and your energy into relationships that go nowhere and you know deep down the common denominator is you. You have awareness that whatever you're doing right now in relationships is not working, it's not serving you, and you are ready to take ownership of this area of your life and finally learn how to embody a securely attached, confident woman who can attract a great relationship. If that's you, I have a very special invitation I want to invite you to apply to the Empowered, Secure, and Loved program. This is a program designed to help you no matter your attachment style, no matter your relationship past, it will help you move to secure attachment so that you can show up confident, you can communicate well, you can navigate any kind of conflict, and you can create that relationship that you've always wanted while simultaneously having high self-worth and high levels of self-love. If that's you and you know that in 2022, you are ready for a great relationship and you're committed to getting there, I want to personally invite you to apply to the ESL program Use the link in my Instagram bio. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Morgan Coaching, Dr. Morgan Coaching, and the link is also in the show notes. Spots are extremely limited, so go apply now to reserve your spot and start your journey to high self worth and great relationships. Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. It's your host, Dr. Morgan, and we have a very, very special guest with us today, Carla Mool one of our graduates of the Empowered Secure Love Program. Welcome, Carla. Hi, thank you. Happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you. And I do want to tell the audience just a little bit about you. So I'm going to read your bio, give you a little intro, but I can't wait to just have a conversation with you. I know we have so much we can talk about. Um, So a little bit about Carla. Carla is a single mother of two adult age children And she has an established career in the commercial real estate industry and is actively involved in industry organizations where she holds an executive level board position. Carla enjoys an active lifestyle of CrossFit, weightlifting, yoga, hiking, and running. Carla also enjoys watercolor painting, travel, and playing with her seven-year-old Shawini, I love that name, Piper. (laughs) Carla completed the Empowered Secure Love program in October and has made vast improvements both personally and in her dating life. And I just want to say that Carla is one of those clients that is an absolute pleasure 
to coach. And she's someone who showed up really ready to be vulnerable and do the work. Um, and I just have adored having you as a client. So I think this conversation will be really great and can't wait to um, see what we uncover. There's so much we can talk yes. about. Good. I know me too. This has been so life-changing for me and unexpected. Um, and so I'm super excited to, to kind of talk about it, share my yeah. story as much as you, you know, want me to. So and yeah. I think I just want to first acknowledge the bravery of coming on a podcast like this. And I in no way am like, oh, you have to do it. It's always an invitation. And I just so appreciate your your bravery and your willingness to be open and honest. Because I know when you share your story, you get to help people and give other people hope. So exactly, it's such mm-hmm. a good way to give back. Yes. Um, so on that note, Carla, can you tell us a little bit about what was your life like before doing the program and even a little bit of your story and background of, you know, your, your dating life, mental health, relationship to yourself, like give us kind of a, um, overview of what was life like before the program? Yes. And I try to be very mindful of what that life was like, because it's helped me to work through so much and and to heal and to fully be open in this process. Um, I was married for 10 years. I was very young. I was 24 years old um, when I had my child and my first child. And I was married for 10 years. And there were a lot of things that went on in that marriage that had me kind of questioning my self-worth. And um, there was a lot of body image and just lack of self-love. I didn't feel supported and that eventually ended. And um, from there, I immediately went into another long-term relationship, which was different, but similar. The similarities came out over time. And I found myself in this same kind of toxic dating pattern, attracting the same types of people to me. And really didn't know why that was. I mean, to me, it was perfectly normal because that was kind of what my life looked like um, until, you know, fast forward another seven years and I'm in this relationship that was um, pretty toxic and, and just unhealthy. And again, with the body image, there was shaming, there was just a lot of control. Um, mm. Yeah. And it was a pause just for a second there, because, you know, you are gorgeous and just being able to, to know you and, you know, obviously it's physical, it's your energy. You're this beautiful human being. Right. And I think if anyone who knows you knew that like, oh my gosh, you were struggling with that, like they would be so shocked. So I I think I just want to normalize like how pervasive that is and how common it comes up. And I just really appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. Yeah, I had so many doubts about myself physically and about how I, um, you, you mentioned energy, you know, what is the energy that I'm bringing to a room? Um, I'm also very driven in my career. And, you know, when people hear my story, they, they say exactly that, well, you're, you know, all of these things. And yet you were in these situations. And to me, it was like, I was, there was something missing in me. Right. And so as I dug into the work in the program, and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but 
um, a lot of that discovery came up for me about, you know, why am I this Mm -hmm. way? Why don't I have the self-love that others, you know, see when they look at me? Why don't I view myself that way? And really digging into that through this program has changed everything for me. Mm -hmm. It has really been, and it's led me to other, um, other things that have helped me as well, other tools and you know, other that. means. So it's been really good. Um, so I, I ended that relationship and it's, it's been over a year, um, since that ended and it's been, I've never felt better. I don't think I've ever looked better. I feel so good and comfortable in my skin and I do so many things for myself and I will accept what is, um, you know, what is good for me as opposed to what someone presents and that I believe that I have to accept, if that makes sense. Oh, Um, so that's so good. So yeah, accepting mm -hmm. what is good for you instead of what you've been made to believe that you have to accept. I love that. Yeah. 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 And I think I'm recognizing signs in other people a lot more quickly Mm -hmm. um, because of my past. And I know that I don't have to accept those things. Um, that I'm in control of it and that I make the decisions for my life. And I'm setting that example for not just my 20-year-old daughter, but for other women who I interact with who either haven't been married or have relationships that they're you know, questioning, who are maybe younger than me. Um, a lot of my friends are in their 20s and 30s through my gym, which I'm a big um, part of my gym community. And a lot of people come to me and ask me, you know, for advice on things, which a year ago, I was not in a place to advise anyone else. I was (laughs) not the (laughs) go-to. I think all of us have that moment of like, okay, forgive me for the advice that I used to give. Like Mm -hmm. I know myself too, in my twenties, that was not the best advice, but a lot has changed. Um, One thing I'm curious about, and you know this about me, Carla, I love belief work, really looking at our belief systems. So knowing Mm -hmm. what you know now, looking back on, you know, your, your previous self, what do you think were some of those core beliefs that you were operating with? Oh my gosh. So the main belief that I was operating with was that I was not worthy of being loved for who I am. And that I, another one was that I had to look and weigh a certain amount. I had to weigh a certain amount in order to be accepted and loved by someone else. Um, A lot of it for me was body image in this program, as opposed to relationship beliefs. Um, I would say those were the two big ones that I wasn't worthy of being loved um, for who I am, because maybe I was spending a lot of time in my masculine energy as opposed to my feminine energy, which by that, I mean, um, in my career and in my day to day, I make a lot of decisions and I direct people and there's a lot of that. So I spend a lot of time in that kind of mode and that can be intimidating to people. And so I thought that's how I had to be in a relationship too. And when I was able to step back into the feminine and let someone else make a decision or kind of let it flow a little bit differently, I found a different energy came back to me. Mm. Yeah, which was so really cool. Mm -hmm. I think there's so many of our listeners who can relate to what you're sharing. 
And the piece about body image and the piece about, you know, I have to weigh this amount and I know exactly what that number was for me in the past. And I think the people listening probably have a number too. Yes. And putting that condition on love, of course, then you become attracted to people who can't give you love, right? Because it's like, you've already set the conditions to fail to receive love. So you're attracted Mm -hmm. to emotionally unavailable people who can't really love you. Um, And then you're never allowing yourself to receive love. Yeah. Yeah. Not the right kind of love, not the love that I deserve to receive. It was masked as love. It was called love, but it wasn't really an equal partnership where someone really was meeting me exactly where I am and loving me for the person that I am, as opposed to the exterior or the, the idea of me or how I would look next to them. You know, those kinds of things really were prevalent for me. And now, um, it's, it's not really something I think about. It's not something I'm looking for in someone else either. So I think rewiring those beliefs has helped me to kind of let some of those um, preconceived ideas of what my partner should look like. I've let a lot of that go and I'm meeting people for who they are and wanting to know who they are as a human being. And, you know, all of these other criteria, these non-negotiables that I have that don't involve the physical really at all, Um, which good. Yeah, that's actually been kind of hard for some um, men to understand and to believe as well, is that I'm not looking for something physical with, you know, a a physical body of a person, which has been interesting. I've been a love scientist recently, and it's been very eye-opening for me (laughs) what's out there. (laughs) And yeah, isn't that interesting? And thinking about obviously men have their own ideas too about how they're supposed to be in order to be loved and their own you know, the, the struggle with what their bodies are supposed to look like. We, we know that also impacts men too. Um, mm-hmm. But what a, what a beautiful shift when we are like, oh, maybe I want to date someone's heart and soul and who, who they are as a person. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's amazing. Powerful. It really, really is. Yes. Yes. And, you know, if and we're they're looking still long-term. attractive, right? It's like, it's not like they're, it, I, I think sometimes people think like, oh, healthy relationship. They're not attractive. Like they're still attractive, um, you know, <laughs> but maybe it's like those ridiculous standards that I know I had in the past um, that just weren't, weren't serving me or mm-hmm. gone. Yeah. I just know when I'm 80 years old, I want to be looking at, at the partner, at the person because the looks will fade. And so now in my, you know, entering into this later season and dating as a older adult, I'm looking for different qualities in someone. And what's so beautiful to me is you did healing work. You did this internal shifting work that allowed yourself to say, Hey, I'm willing to receive love. I'm open to receiving love. So then it shifts who you're attracted to. And then it just makes it so much easier. Like, of course, it's on its way to you. Of course, it's already happening for you because you're open to it now. And yes, and and it's not just beliefs. It's not just affirmations. You did internal shifting work to let go of your past, right? And to really allow yourself to receive what you deserve. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm so proud of you, but... And when we talk about, thank you. And when we talk about letting go of the past, it goes back way farther than 
my last relationship or my marriage. I mean, we're talking childhood, you know, identifying some of these things about my past and these patterns and these um, belief systems that were ingrained from my childhood. And when I start to do the work on my attachment style and I start to really dig in and lean into figuring out, you know, attachment theory and how to become securely attached, those limiting beliefs from my childhood presented immediately. And there were so many breakthroughs and there were so many one-on-one calls that I had with you or the other coaches where I was really kind of not stuck, but just hovering in this place of like childhood stuff and trying to kind of figure out and trudge through some of that in order to get to the next phase where I'm accepting myself for who I am and starting to love myself again. So it, it definitely is a, a process and it, it's different for everyone. But for me, that was where I was. I had to begin was at that base level um, because I didn't come into this looking for a relationship with another person. I came into this not really knowing what I was going to get out of it, but I knew I needed to do something to kind of kickstart my healing. Mm-hmm. And the identity work has been really impactful for me. And starting from, you know, the beginning, um, my seven-year-old self and holding her hand and loving her a little bit. And, the, you know, the inner child stuff that's really helped me to um, understand myself to the core of who I am, which, you know, I had not done before um, because I was a 20-year-old person getting married. And then in my 30s, I was in a long-term relationship. So those years where I'm doing that identity work and really figuring out who I am, I was in these situations that were really holding me back. Um, if I didn't realize it at the time. And now I'm doing that work and it feels so freeing. And it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't do this before, but there I'm giving myself the radical compassion that I needed yes. to give. And I'm saying, well, you're here now, you know, today is a gift and I'm working through my stuff every single day to make myself better for me. And someone Beautiful. will, someone will recognize that and that person will um, come along. But right now I'm really focused on how I can live each day and, you know, yeah. love myself. I want to ask you, and I know that this was one of the breakthroughs that you had of realizing how you were talking to yourself in the past. I'm just mm-hmm. curious, how has your self-talk changed since doing this work? Oh my gosh. It's night and day. <laughs> you were so mean to yourself. Before. I was. I was. Um I just didn't believe there were, you know, things about me that that were um well, I shouldn't say there aren't things about me that were good because there I knew that they were, but just the way that I had been spoken to had become so ingrained in my brain that I believed those things about myself. And once I stopped and made lists of, um, you know, affirmations, or I wrote down, I did a ton of journaling. I mean, I have an entire two journals full from the program alone, just thoughts and lists and all sorts of things. And so I, now I wake up and I affirm myself. Um, I don't do it every day, but I do it as regularly as possible. I have affirmations on my computer at work that I look at every day that help me. And I just try to think in those moments when I want to revert back to the negative self-talk, I, I give myself a pat on the back and tell myself, I'm proud of you. You are doing the hard work and be gentle because you're doing the best you can, which is one of my favorite sayings. Um, 
And so I really am trying to be very conscious of that because it can be easy to fall back into those patterns. So good. So, so good. Um, I know that this always happens in the program where there's people in our life who we're close to, or maybe they're people from work and they notice that maybe something's different about us or we've changed. Can you mm-hmm. tell us about that? If you experience any of that? Absolutely. Um, there was a pretty big shift in the circles of people that I am around. Um, and those relationships, you know, during the program, I kind of went into what I call my, my shell, um, and just spent that time with myself really digging in. Yes. The cocoon, the butterfly. (laughs) (laughs) I like that better than shell. Yes. And, um, as I started to do the work, people would, would say, wow, you know, there's been a change in you. I mean, I can, I can remember people telling me that they, they have noticed a change in how I approach situations and my emotional intelligence is, is a lot, um, more open. You know, I can, like I said before, meet somebody right where they are and just listen to them and have empathy for them without drawing a comparison to myself and advise when I'm asked. And people are coming to me more and more asking me to, you know, help them through problems or situations. Um, I also see a shift in myself in my work life and how I handle conflict within my team or how I handle the stress of my day to day of others, you know, who I report to and and their needs and meeting those and how I think about different situations. Um, I feel less stressed, although I still have a high stress job and a high stress life as a mom. And I feel like I'm approaching things a lot differently now. And I always refer to kind of the friendship onion, right? Where there's all the layers and there's all the different people who maybe were at the core at one point and who are now kind of at the periphery and that's okay. And mm-hmm. how letting go of some of those relationships is okay or how they change over time as I heal, because I'm, I'm learning more about myself and what my needs are. Um, and I'm welcoming in different perspectives and different people. Um, so that's been really, really fun for me too. So beautiful. I I love that. You know, when, when we change our relationships change and there can be shifts and we start to open ourselves up to different kinds of connections, Mm -hmm. um, having those reciprocal friendships where you have people giving to you and you're able to give to them. Um, you know, you are one of the clients and, and there's, there's a lot of clients that I noticed this, but it was like so clear for me with you of just your energy. I don't know how else to say it. Thank you. But I remember just meeting with you in the beginning compared to as I am right right here with you right now on Zoom. Um, such a different energy. And, and what I would say is you are so alive. You are so vibrant yes. now. Thank and you. And I, I love it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not exaggerating when I say that my life a year ago was pretty terrible. I was depressed and I was grieving a relationship that I thought was going to be the relationship for the rest of my life, even though I knew that there were fundamental issues with that relationship. We were not matched, Um, but I held on to it, clung to it and grieving it was really hard changing my life. You know, I'm a gym rat 
and I had to change gyms and grieving, grieving, changing Ooh, gyms for me was really I get hard that. too. I changed I really everything that. in my life, the people I was around, who I talked to, the, you know, just everything that restaurants that I went to. I mean, there were things about my life that had to change and it was, it was really, really hard. And so I felt like, you know, I, like I said, I needed to do something in order to kind of kickstart my healing. Um, I did a ton of yoga and that helped me kind of get back to myself and start to really let go. It was, it was January. So all of the yoga practices were centered around letting go of what no longer serves you (laughs) and new year and all of that stuff, which I mean, I remember laying on that yoga mat, you know, crying my eyes out because mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm physically letting go of all of these things that aren't yeah. serving me anymore. And then with the right relationships with my, my friends, I mean, there's a couple that come to mind that I'm so, so thankful for who have been with me and who have encouraged me and who've understood that I was in my cocoon. And when I came out of the cocoon, we're still right there wanting to know Beautiful. and seeing a different person telling me that I've inspired them. And so, um, that was really, really powerful for me. Such a good point that the right friends are going to support you through your healing journey. And yeah. if you have to go in a cocoon, they're going to support that and they're mm-hmm. going to cheer for you when you come out. So that's, that's a beautiful share. Um, I'm curious, because I always want to know this, obviously doing the program, there's so many different exercises and modules and things that you do. Was -hmm. there any part of the program that stands out to you as like, ooh, that was a major shift for me? Two parts come to mind. Um, The re, and, and these were really hard to do. Um, and I want to say that this was work. I did not walk into this and not do the work. I mean, there were moments where I sat in my chair in my room and just let myself feel everything because I, I had to do that and just quietly sit with myself, uh, which is extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> it's yeah. really not fun. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I had to, um, but the part about rewriting my beliefs where I would write my limiting beliefs and then I would rewrite them. I remember going to the Facebook group and searching for that to see what other people had written because I felt so stuck. It's like, where do I start? And it was such a hard thing to do because I wasn't at, at a point where I would actually believed that about myself. Yes. So to write these new beliefs and say, well, this is my belief system now. It's like, is it? you know, I was confused and not really, you know, so through coaching and working with you and the other coaches, I was able to come up with some really good, um, you know, new beliefs for myself. So I'd say that that was one of the pivotal kind of moments for me. Um, there was also a moment where I, when I'm letting go of my past, I wrote a letter to someone who had impacted me and it was still something I carried and writing that letter that I never sent um, was very therapeutic for me. Mm-hmm. And also the bonus section about the shift, shifting my oh, mindset. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was really good for me because I had to consciously shift how I viewed myself and how I viewed the world around me in order to move forward. Yeah. I love it. Oh my gosh. So, so powerful. I remember mm-hmm. having that conversation with you about your beliefs and 
Um, isn't it beautiful that when you start with those empowering beliefs, you can say like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to believe this. This doesn't feel good. But eventually you, you get to the place where it's like, Hey, this is my reality. I've internalized yeah. this emotionally, you know, yes. and obviously some days easier than others, but you can mm-hmm. totally change your belief system. You're a great example of that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I really think that it's during these times of great self-improvement and really digging in and leaning in that we find the most, um, you know, when we, when we're working on the unknown or the parts of that ourselves that we've suppressed for so long, it's like, it's so freeing when I give myself permission to just feel everything and be okay with how that feels and how I'm different and and reinventing myself. You know, we don't always get that opportunity. Sometimes we get stuck in these old ways and we feel so scared to change. And it's like when you really dig in, it's actually really cool. And it feels really, really amazing to rewrite my belief system and and to reinvent myself. Yeah. So yeah. This is one of the things I love about you and so many of our clients is people who are willing to do the work because as you said, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. If it was easy, we'd have a whole different world. Like people would be very emotionally available, you know, but <laughs> it is like the select people who are willing to do this healing work and do the internal yes. work. And you had that attitude from the beginning. You were like, I don't care what I have to do. Just tell me what to do. I will do it. I don't care how hard it is. Cause mm-hmm. I remember being a little bit challenging to you, obviously in a gentle, loving yeah. way, but I was like, Hey, like this is, this is what's going on. Um, and you were always open and receiving and you never backed away from, from doing that work. Mm-hmm. And obviously what, what we know is you go through short-term pain and then you avoid the lifetime of suffering that lifetime yes. of numbing and the dull day-to-day pain, right? So what a gift to yourself. Cause you do, you come out the other side. Can, can you talk about that a little bit of like mm-hmm. coming out the other side of the, the painful work? Yes. Coming out the other side is actually, I, I almost want to not to be cliche, but shout it out. You know, I wanted everyone to know. Mm-hmm. It was so funny because while I was in the process of the program, people are like, what are you doing this weekend? I'm like, oh, I can't wait. I'm, I'm doing my um, healing work. I'm working on my program. <laughs> people are like, I love it. Okay. They're like, are you okay? <laughs> yes, I'm great. I mean, no plans for however many weeks. It was eight weeks. And yeah. it, was, it was the greatest gift to myself. And then coming out the other side and having others recognize, but also just feeling really good and confident about myself and knowing that, you know, I'm going to be okay and that I can accept what I want to accept. And I don't have to accept other things coming out of this. is like, it literally is coming out of a cocoon as a butterfly. I'm free. I feel empowered to make choices for myself. I can be in situations and stay in them or I can, you know, notice the red flags and move on from that pretty quickly. Um, which was another section that I, I really have found helpful. And I've gone back to it again recently because I just started online dating and I'm thinking about, (laughs) there have been times where I'm questioning my inner knowing and I'm like, okay, I got to reread this part about the, um, recognizing all the different flags. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yes, but old Carla would have stayed there and held on to those flags and hoped that they were turning green and willed them to be green. And now it's yeah. like, you know what? This isn't going to work for me. And that's okay because I'm not your person. You're not my person. Let's keep it moving. Um, so coming out the other side has been been really interesting. And many doors have opened for me. Um professionally and how I look at, um, my life and the goals that I have, how I'm evaluating my spirituality and things that were kind of ingrained in me for a long time that I thought were, were ways of living that I had to live. I'm now questioning those things and making those changes, wealth habits, like I said, spirituality, um, professionally, you know, advanced my career, um, I love it. I hear this all the time. Like it's yeah. like a beautiful, beautiful side effect of doing this work. Of course, you want to have a great partner. You know, you want that that long term relationship. But a lot of people also get career benefits. Yeah. They're making more money. You know, I've had people go through the program and become like CEO of a company, and it's just it's, yeah. it's not surprising to me um, because you become different, and that impacts every area of your life, not just mm-hmm. your dating life. Yeah. I so. feel really lucky to have found this and to have invested in myself and, you know, went through this completely open-hearted, just ready to receive whatever was yeah. meant for me and to dig in. Um, you know, there was one, I don't remember if it was one of the episodes of your podcast where Amanda was talking about how she spent eight weeks just listening to your podcast and doing the work. And I, I said, you know what, that is what I need to do. What am I, what's holding me back? You know, I've invested in this. So spend the time and dedicate the time to this. I deserve that. It's, you know, I'm, I'm worthy of that. Um, Beautiful, and that was yeah. hard, but yeah, I spent the time on it and, uh, gosh, it's been so life-changing for me. Really great. I love hearing this because sometimes the thing that's blocking us is we don't believe that we're worthy of doing our healing work, or we don't believe that we're worthy of taking care of ourselves, especially Mm -hmm. as women, especially Mm -hmm. as a mom. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially in your, you got your career, like you have all these things pulling at your time. And sometimes there's that core block of, well, am I even worthy of putting my time into myself? And it's so heartbreaking when we think about it. Yeah. But yeah. I think people just don't even realize, right. It's like, you're on the hamster wheel of life and you don't even realize that subconsciously you've devalued yourself and said like, oh, I'm not worthy of you know, examining my stuff or living a better life or doing the healing work. Mm-hmm. So how, how empowering that you made that commitment, made the decision. I'm worthy of this. I'm going to show up hundred mm-hmm. percent. I'm going to mm-hmm. put the time in. Um, and yeah. yeah, you, you are an example of a dream client for me. It's like, thank you. So easy to coach you. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think about it in terms of being a mom, Um, I have a daughter who's entering into adulthood and I always want to show her that you don't have to lose your identity to a partner or, you know, you can still have a great career. You can still love yourself and have interests and be interesting and be magnetic and, you know, bring all of these things to the table and to the, 
boardroom and to wherever, whatever situation you're in, you know, you can still do all of those things and be a great mom. You know, I'm modeling for her how to be a woman. And that has been really empowering for me too. It's not to forget that I am an individual and not to lose my identity in another person, um, which wasn't always the case, but I think that's really important to remember. So, so good. I, I want to ask you something. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm terrible at preparing my guests. So I know I'm like putting you on the spot. <laughs> if you ever do a podcast with me, you'll know, like none of this is prepared. We're just, we're having a conversation. <laughs> um, but the question is this, if, if you met that woman who has struggled with her dating life, maybe she finds herself in a relationship where it's a little bit toxic or it's even abusive. Um, she's feeling stuck. She's feeling hopeless. She's like, okay, I guess this is just how my life is. Mm-hmm. Um, and she doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. What, what would you want to communicate to that woman who's obviously in a lot of pain? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I would want to give her as much empathy as possible and, you know, sit with her and listen to her um, and, and validate what she's saying and what I'm hearing and ask her if she's open to advice and feedback. And, you know, I'd want her to know that um, a lot of it's fear-based and that, you know, she can really, um, you know, it's almost like, how do you want to feel in your life? How do you You want to feel? (laughs) That's what I would say. How how do you want to feel? That's beautiful. Keep going. (laughs) Good. Yeah. And I was not prepared for this question. So you've done well, you've done your job coaching me. (laughs) So good. I ask myself that question all the time. How do I want to feel? Does this feel good? Does this feel safe? Does this feel like something that I want long-term, you know? And if this person is a mom, it's like, is this how you want your child to feel? Is this how you'd want your son or daughter to behave towards, towards you or towards them? You know, I mean, and really step back and evaluate, you know, and, and empower them to, um, make those changes that they need to make in order to give themselves that, that love, um, really get to the root of it. And I would always recommend, um, therapy Yeah, (laughs) because I think we all need to talk to somebody about some stuff. I'm not a therapist and sometimes I can kind of get ahead of my skis with that stuff, but I would always recommend talking to a professional, but just woman to woman over coffee, you know, it's like, this isn't serving you and you're worthy of more. And, you know, love yourself and, uh, you know, you're going to be okay. What's so beautiful. And this is one of the things I love about the program is that now you, now that you've done this work and you've had your own healing, you get to go out and you've already talked about this in this episode, but you get to go out and create a domino effect and help so many other people. So I always get goosebumps when I think about, wow, every graduate of the Empowered Secure Love program is out there helping all the people in their Mm -hmm. life and making an impact. And it's thousands of people. Yeah. You know, Um, so I just I love that that you get to be that light for people in your life. Yeah, It's, it's a gift to give people hope. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. 
Yeah. And actually a girlfriend of mine, um, she's half my age and she's someone that I met this year. Um, and when we were talking, she was going through a breakup and it was a hard time for her. And she came to me and we're chatting about it. And she was talking about how she had to share this news with her family of the breakup and how hard that was going to be for her and just the family dynamic. And I said, you know, you want some unsolicited advice. And she said, sure. I said, right, right your family a letter. I said, and then you can either pull pieces from it to share with them, or you can just use that for yourself of all the things you want to say um, to prepare yourself for this conversation. And I just left it at that. And then about a week or so later, she came to me and she goes, you know, I wrote the letter. She said, I've been up all night writing this letter. She goes, I cannot thank you enough for suggesting that. And I was like, oh my gosh. And this she's like, I feel so good. I feel like I'm healing. I feel like I'm, you know, working through this since she had the difficult conversation and, you know, and, and it wasn't as scary, you know, after she got through it. So I felt really good, um, helping someone else. So yeah, that's beautiful. It's such a gift. It's like, I think a lot of times we focus on like, Oh, there's so many toxic or unhealed people in the world, but what about all the people who are learning to show up better? And creating that ripple effect and helping other people grow like that is out there too. So, so what a gift that, that you get to show up that way. Yeah. It's beautiful. Thank you. Um, I have a couple other questions for you and I know, I feel like I could talk to you for hours. So I'm like, okay, let's (laughs) narrow this down. Um, but I, I would want to ask you if there was somebody who was considering the Empowered Secure Love program, maybe they've been listening to this podcast for six months, or maybe they've been listening for more than that. Um, and they're like, okay, I know I need to do the work. What, what would you tell them about the program? I would say to really decide, you know, weigh the pros and cons and really decide if right here, right now is the perfect timing for you because it really is a commitment. Um, and it's not something to be taken lightly there, you know, there's many modules and there is a time commitment. And really, if you're going to invest in yourself this way, um, be prepared to do the hard work. Um, I would also say to have, you know, some good support around you, um, and, and to just be as open as possible. Um, it changed so much for me and I would highly recommend it to anyone else, but I don't know that it is for everyone. Um, but I think the timing of it is, is really key and, um, that commitment level to doing the work. And I would also say that, you know, do your research, listen to the podcast and come up with some, you know, questions. There's so much to be gained just by listening to your podcast, to be honest. And if you really want to dig in and and you feel like that is, you know, you need that next level. Um, I highly recommend the program for sure. Um, I listened to the podcast. I still listen to it and, uh, it's been so influential for me. And that's what really kind of catapulted me into, uh, wanting to do the program was what I had heard on the podcast. I wanted more and you give so much already on the podcast yeah. and then to go next level with it. It's like, if you're really digging into the healing journey, this is, yes. you get the one-on-one coaching, then you get yep. two group calls a week and then there's mm-hmm. all the modules and mm-hmm. um, it's a, yeah. it's a lot. And, and, you know, I love that you said this because it's really important to acknowledge this program isn't for everyone. 
Um, certainly didn't create it for everyone. It's for people who are very serious about doing the work and mm-hmm. they're, they're committed to really going deep and they're, they're open to feeling through their pain and yes. they, they know that their life needs to change. Mm-hmm. Some people just haven't felt enough of their pain. Like they're too numbed out with other stuff or they're too distracted yes. or they have too much of their, you know, in their life. Yeah. And I don't know that they felt enough pain to be really motivated to change. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, you have to yeah. be just like you, you are so motivated. Well, something else that just popped into my mind too, is that it's a relationship program, right? It's about attachment theory and identifying your attachment style and getting from, you know, whichever style you are now to the securely attached, which is the Holy grail of attachment, you know, yes, that's what we, where all, we all want to be. Yes. We all want to be there. And that's where it kind of starts out, but there's so much discovery that happens that it's not even necessarily about a relationship with someone else. It's that you're the common denominator in all your relationships. I'm going to live with myself. I'm the longest relationship I'm going to have. How can I love myself better? And that for me is, you know, it's not necessarily about a relationship with another person. And I wouldn't want somebody to not look into it or take that step forward into the program because they're like, Oh, well, I'm not dating right now. Or I don't, you know, I'm fresh out of a divorce or relationship. And I don't want that in my life right now, because that's not only what you'll gain from this program. Yes. I think, I think sometimes we, it's like, we want the chocolate bar, but we need the green juice. It's like, we want like the thing that's like, okay, get your boyfriend delivered to your front door, like Amazon mm. prime, and he's going to be ready for you in eight weeks. But when in reality, you know, we need to do that internal, internal mm. work and we become different then we attract different and we're attracted yes. to different. And just like totally. anything in life that work that takes a while, things that take a while, you know, like, like that's the actual result that you want, not the quick fix. Yeah. So yeah. I love that you pointed it's, that out. Yeah. And it's worth, it's work that's worth doing. Um, I'm going to point now where I want the chocolate bar and the green juice. So I'm yes. going to have both. And, and you can have both. Amen. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. 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 I deserve Absolutely. both. You do. You do. And I, you know, I, I didn't emphasize this enough when, when you said it, cause you're talking about what you deserve. I loved that you highlighted, you deserve the great career. You deserve being the great mom, the great friend, a wonderful daughter, and you deserve to be an incredible partner. And that all of that can exist together. You yes. don't have to choose. And that you said you're, you're modeling that for your daughter of how to be a woman. And that, that really stood out to me of, yes, you can have it all. Mm-hmm. We, we got to stop believing the lie of like, you have to choose, right? You get to have it all. So yeah. um, I'm so excited for you in this you. next chapter. I want to ask you one more question. Okay. So is there anything that we haven't talked about or just anything at all that you would want the audience to know? Hmm. Well, I have a couple of notes here. Go for it. Um, yeah, it's, you know, I just want to say that I feel really free 
now that I have dug into doing this work for myself, right? Like I said, trusting my inner knowing and trusting my intuition and trusting myself and not questioning those things um, because the answers are within me. Um, And, you know, before I did this program, I really sought outside validation or um, acceptance from someone else. And, you know, when I really stepped back and thought about the person that I was seeking that acceptance from, I was like, why am I, why are you the person that I feel like I need to have accept me, you know, why not turn that love um, towards myself and outsourcing your self-worth. I've referred to it that way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I have not heard you say that. And that is so true. Um, and I, I, I just, a bit, I've gotten pretty good at um, setting boundaries, whether they're um, in my professional relationships or with my friends or just, you know, how I, sh- how I spend my time. Um, and so that has been really um, helpful for me as well. Yeah. That's such, it's, it's funny. Cause I, I think like before doing this work, I would hear people say things like that and I'd be mm. like, Oh, okay, sure. Like, you know, it's the relationship with yourself. Like you have to love yourself, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it just, you don't get it until you do it until you go through it until you yeah. do the work and you feel the pain and then you go, Oh, right. And you have a totally mm-hmm. different relationship with yourself, but to anyone who just hears that and they're like, Oh, you know, sure. Um, you have to love yourself. Like, yeah, you, you do. And it requires a lot of work and you don't really get it until you go through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there, I remember there was one point during the program where I was like, I got on a call with Amanda and I'm like, I'm burnt out. I'm self-help burnt out. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm everyone's on a journey. And I'm like, I, I just, everything I'm seeing everywhere I turn, it's like all these books and resources. And I'm, I feel like I need to do it all right now. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, that is totally valid because that's what kind of happens. You get pulled into this, this world of just, you know, focusing on, um, healing yourself and it is all around you. And then you start to discover parts of yourself that maybe you didn't realize needed healing or needed to be worked on. And so, um, that's where journaling was so helpful for me. It was just, you know, writing all of those things down. I made lists of, and prioritized lists of, you know, what needs to get healed first as they kind of came up for me. Um, and then all the resources oh that I was able to, yeah, I know it, it was Love kind it. of overkill for a little oh while. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, and uh, I've tamed a lot of that now because I've read a lot and, you know, just given myself a break um, from it, but you do get kind of pulled in, but it is okay to say, okay, you know, I'm not always in a state of healing, right? Like my, when, when someone asks me, you know, how are you or where are you? You know, my answer is not, I'm in a place of healing or I'm in a healing phase. Like I am just alive and I'm existing and I'm, you know, uh, there are parts of me that I'm working on that I will continue to improve and, and self-improvement to me is just always at, you know, the forefront, but I'm not living my life in a healing phase. I'm experiencing life. I'm enjoying every day and I'm having experiences outside of, you know, just this, this cocoon. Um, yeah. I did go in and dig in and now that I'm out, um, I'm still doing the work, but that's not where I'm living. 
That's a beautiful distinction. And I think just acknowledging that you have to have compassion about your journey um, and, and acknowledging that it's not this thing that's just eight weeks. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, you can do the intensive program and do that work, do, do the cocoon, but then it's this lifelong commitment and it's that yeah. commitment to yourself of I'm always growing. I'm evolving. I like that word yes. evolving. Um, I've shared with people that sometimes our, our personal development happens on an upward spiral. We go through, you know, seasons and we just spiral up and it's different levels and it's still growth and lessons, but it's just experiencing them on different levels. And that's part of the gift of being human is we're never bored. We're always learning, you know, there's Mm -hmm. always times we're going to be triggered and we handle it a little bit better every time. And that's, that's the lifelong commitment. And I'm, I'm so glad that you have that and you're taking it with you. Cause yeah, if you just did the program, they're like, okay, I'm done. Like that would not serve you to the extent that you deserve. Like it's, it's a lifelong commitment. So yeah, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yep. And it's led me to other things too. So I love that. Yes, I know you're growing, you're growing in all areas. I am so excited for you. I, I do. I just want to shout you out and just acknowledge the work again. And, um, I hope that you have so much gratitude for yourself and just the acknowledgement of the work that you've done. Yes, Yes. I definitely do. And I have so much gratitude for you and the work that you do. I mean, it is like, I, I can't, I share your podcast more than any other information that I'm hearing. (laughs) Like you need to hear this, listen to this one. Yeah. It's been great. And how you dig into some of the mental health aspects of, of these things and how, you know, these things affect our attachment style. I think it's really profound and it's work that, um, I don't see anywhere else. And so it's been really helpful for me. Um, I really am dialed in and connected to the work that you're doing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, One last question before I let you go. And that is if you were walking down the street and you run into someone and they ask you for your best life advice of the moment, it doesn't have to be of all time. um, But what would you say to that person? Yeah. And this question I was prepared for because you ask you every guest. Good. I'm glad. I love it. Um, I would say to trust, trust the process, trust yourself and trust your inner knowing that mm-hmm. the answers are within you and you follow your intuition. Um, it's your internal compass and it will guide you and, and just give yourself all the compassion in the world, um, when you're going through stuff and, uh, trust that you will get to the other side. That's so powerful. And I, I hope anybody that's, that's going through a difficult time can really listen to that. And your story has been so inspiring. I know there's parts that I connected to. I know the audience listening, they've connected. If somebody wants to connect with you, can they reach out to you on Instagram? Yes. Yes. Okay. It's um, Carla, C-A-R-L-A, Mool, M-O-U-L-E, the number eight. That's my Instagram handle. Perfect. Yeah. And we can we can put that in the show notes too. But I know people are going to want to connect with you and just thank you for being vulnerable. 
So I want to thank you again for being a guest, for being an incredible client. Um, And of course, you know, we will stay in touch um, and I'll be cheering you on. Thank you. All all your journey um, in the future. And awesome. Thank you. Of course, we want to tell the audience that we both are wishing you high self-worth and great relationships and great relationships. Yes. Until next time. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.